Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. today on the A-Game Podcast is Valentina Brega. She is an absolute powerhouse, a stallion at what she does. She came over here with $400 in her pocket from a country bordering Ukraine and moved over here with her, her, her kid and her husband and now speaks four languages, runs a successful VA business, HiretrainVA.com, has worked with some of my favorite people in real estate, Bill Allen and um, and the, the man, the myth, the legend, Adam Whitney, both uh, United States veterans, real estate extraordinaires, actual, uh, absolute black belts on what they do. And uh, she tells a great story that I actually didn't even know about how she came on with Blackjack Real Estate. And you guys are going to love her. So she gives some really great stuff on just mindset and coming over and taking advantage of opportunities, regardless of all the reasons to say no to something or to let stuff get in the way, just to really just go out there and go after it. And everybody has an option here. And there's so much to be gained. And there's so much opportunity in the United States and in real estate and United States real estate right now and being able to come over whatever story you're telling yourself that you can't do this or it's too competitive or you don't this or you don't that or you don't have this you don't have that nonsense all of it because she came over she proved everybody wrong literally with like not even having this as her native language not even knowing not even owning a car having to find a place to work to you name it she had the excuse and she did not only did she excel at what she did but then she actually became the boss and ran her own business now and she has a fantastic reputation she has an excellent story and for those of you guys who are trying to generate leads for your business whether it's realtors brokers investors like you said trucking businesses social media influencers gyms jujitsu mma anything it's all about generating leads managing books uh, social media presence marketing emails all kinds of different stuff so she gives some great links check out the show notes for ways to figure out what kind of tasks she can help with in your business for entrepreneurs of all shapes and sizes and all different types of businesses. So Valentino Brega, I thought you were absolutely incredible. I very much appreciate Adam Whitney for linking us up and, uh, you know, Bill Allen for putting out a great event with Flip Hacking Live, which is where I first saw her um, up on stage, just telling her tale and inspiring many people to do the same. So I had a great onboarding call with her. I'm going to be using her in the near future. Uh, check these show notes for all the ways to connect with her as well as uh, an affiliate link. So you get a discount if you use, I believe it's called pod 10, but check it out, go nicknick.com slash links and use that to book the onboarding. And you will get a discount if you go through us on the A-Game podcast, tell her we sent you over there and give it a go. Because again, uh, I think it's a huge thing. And most people have been working too hard. So filing a good VA who she comes in and she trains with, it's, it's just huge. I, I've done it the other way. It's, it's a pain in the butt. It takes time. It takes training. You have to put more into it before you get more out of it. Most people don't realize that. And then they realize they don't really want to do that. So I appreciate that she's out there. Definitely check her out. While you're on nicknicknick.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S, please follow us on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, the Facebook group, Twitter, you name it, we're on it. Definitely our YouTube channel. Going to be building that up more over the course of this year. And also please subscribe to the podcast. You can get it literally, I think, everywhere. I don't know, anywhere that it doesn't exist right now. Subscribe to it anywhere, Apple Podcasts, wherever, Spotify, you name it. It's all, all the places you go. Plus, you can watch it, all these episodes on YouTube. And um, please, it's 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 how you pay the tuition. We get great guests who come on. They give tons of knowledge. They give good discount codes. They 
drop a lot of experience. They give you tips and tricks every single week for absolute free. So please just when we post these clips, like them, thumbs up, give it a bump, give it a something, follow them, interact on the posts I make from their episode, letting them know that you appreciate it and you liked it. You guys are all scrolling every day on social media anyway. I try and interact and like your stuff. Please do the same so the guests know to keep coming on and dropping their A-game so you guys can apply that to your business and bring your game as well. Lastly, but not leastly, if that's even a word at this point, lastly, nickinkcom slash bigger pockets. If you've had trouble on there, I have fixed that link. You can go on there for free and get a checklist for the ways to bring more value to your buyers as a real estate agent, broker, or wholesaler. Follow us on social media, check out Valentina and hiretrainvas.com. Go to the gym, do jujitsu, do something that scares you today. Do something to get your time back. 2023 just started. Don't get lazy yet. This is going to be the best year yet. Any way that I can help you guys get involved in real estate, please reach out to me. Text me directly, 516-540-5733. Text the word real estate, and then we'll figure out, do you want to buy properties from me? Residential, commercial, land, fix and flips, buy and holds. No matter what it is, we can figure out a way to make that happen. If you have properties you would like to sell to me, I'm very interested in buying and acquiring more properties to my portfolio, reach out to me there. Or if you don't really know, you just want to figure out how we can work together, maybe partner together, figure something out, let's have that conversation as well. 516-540-5733. Text the word real estate, and we will have that conversation. A-Game Podcast, Valentina Brega, 2023. Thank you all. Have a great day. All right. My guest today is an inspiring and ambitious entrepreneur who moved from Moldova to the U.S. in 2018 with only $400 in her pocket. She started and developed a successful company related to hiring VAs that has built massive credibility in the real estate circles that I am very familiar with, with people I like, know, real love, and respect. And she has become a keynote speaker in front of thousands of people on some of the biggest stages in the world with some of the best known entrepreneurs and real estate investors in the world, including friends of the show, Bill Allen, my buddy, Adam Whitney at Flip Hacking Live. She is also a mother, a wife. She speaks four languages and is the founder of HiredTrainVA.com, which we will talk a bunch about today. She brings her A-game to everything and she's going to be our guest today on the A-game podcast. I have been tracking her down for a while, trying to get her on. So I'm very excited to have you on today. Welcome to the show, Valentina Brega. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nick. It's awesome to be here. Thank you for this awesome introduction. Thanks for coming on. I, um, I've i heard you speak twice now at uh, Flip Hacking Live. Um, I've heard you on other podcasts. Um, you, me, and my partner had a really great onboarding call, which I appreciated. And we just loved your story and your energy and all the stuff that you have to offer. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing your time. I know you're going to bring a ton of value, and I'm excited to just share an hour with you. And the first, first guest of the new year, so welcome, kicking it off on the right foot. Yeah. <laughs> For people who aren't 100% familiar with your story, can you talk a little bit about your background and who you are and where you came from? Right. So like you mentioned, I do come from Moldova. This is a small country in Eastern Europe, uh, and it's very close to Ukraine with all the craziness that's happening right now in the world. Uh, my parents are still there. Actually, they just came to the States to, to visit us for a few months. So, you know, that gives me some peace of mind. But yeah, in 2018, we came, we immigrated from Moldova to the United States because we we found out that we won the green card lottery. Uh, this is actually a very interesting story. I don't know if people know about this, but the US offers this uh, the green card as a lottery to a lot of the countries in the world, most countries in the world, right? And it's a complete lottery you apply. And we've been applying ever since I was 18. I was applying every single year and you were still no, no, no. It was rejection, 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 right? And I was so frustrated at some point because I was like, come on, I speak the language. I, I can I can bring value to, to the American society. To the, but, you know, it's, it's, it's fair to everyone. So everyone can participate. 
And we found out in 2017 that we were selected. And my daughter was two months old when we found out. So it took a whole year to process all the documents, get all the, all the information ready. So yes, we came to the States um, with only $400 in, the in our pockets. That was not our intention. <laughs> we actually had some money in, in the bank. Uh, in, um, but you know, when we got here, we found out that we can't access them because we have to be we have to locally be in the country to sign that we want to get them out. It, it was just a whole, you know, it's a, it was a whole mess. I was like, we can't leave the country. If we leave the country, we lose our green cards. So we had to make it work with only $400 in our pocket. And we're talking about, you know, uh, coming to a new country where, I mean, we've been to the States before as tourists, but it, it's a different system it's a different thing when a system takes care of you you know like you know you, you stay in a hotel or I even came, I was I even attended college here in the states so I know where I was going to stay I know you know there was a whole system taking care of me and now here I am uh, you know no apartment no car no insurance no credit history my daughter was one year old no jobs it was the most stressful period of my entire life you know, we couldn't rent a place because we didn't have any history. No one trusted us. We couldn't get a car. Well, because we also didn't have money and no jobs. And we had to make it work with, um, it, it, was, it was just probably the most stressful period of our life. But that really built character. And I think, you know, we said, you know what? We're going to make it work. If you can't make it work in the US, where else can you make it work? Like this is the place to, to make it work. If, if you really put in the, the time, the effort, if you grind, it's impossible not to make it here in the US. And we really believe it up to now. American dream is still alive and well. And, I, and I'm proof of that because four years later, I mean, when I look back at all the accomplishments, it, it's insane. You know, I told my husband back then, it's like, you know what, we'll give ourselves one year. We always know what we have when we go back home. So we'll give ourselves one year. I'll work at a Walmart. I'll work at, I'll do anything, you know, but we'll give ourselves one year and see if we're happy here. So this, um, our experience definitely exceeded our expectations. And that hunger that we had um, probably made us be where we are right now. And when I got my first job in real estate, that was a month later since I was in the States. And I loved it because it was work from home, right? And I knew nothing about real estate, absolutely nothing. Uh -huh. And, um, but it was work from home, which means I didn't need a car, which I didn't have a car. Luckily, we lived close to a grocery store. So we walked every day to buy, well, not every day, but, you know, we walked to get groceries and walked back. And so uh, this is what really got us started. And I was so hungry. I was like, I'm going to make bonuses. I make closings. Uh, I'll be the best employee this company has ever had. I was, that was much like, I will be the best one. And about a month after I worked with the company, I found out that everyone in the department was let go. And I was because my numbers alone exceeded everybody else's combined. Oh so I was the only one in the whole department. That's incredible. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's, it's a crazy story. I was still in training. I still knew nothing about real estate. I was thrown, you know, in hot water. But um, this is what really made me uh, was like you, you fight or, you know, you, you swim or you or you die. So. Um, that's what really made me like I, I, I learned everything that I could about real estate, watched videos, um, read books, uh, talked to people, made connections. And I have, probably that's where that's what really got me to where I am now. That is so awesome. I did not know that. So did you initially start out working um, for Adam Whitney as part of Blackjack or was that Bill? Is that the first company you started working for? 
Yes, it was with Bill. Yes. Oh, cool. And in the first month when I was applying, I was accepted at other jobs, you know, um, and one of them, actually, I found out it was a scam. I'm like, you know what? I need money badly, but not that badly. Like, I'm not going to put my integrity on. Integrity is very important for me. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. And there are other companies as well that wanted to hire me. But when I interviewed uh, Blackjack Real Estate, just the way the interview was conducted, the way they emphasized, we were just so aligned with our core values and I knew that this is the company I wanted to work with. And I had better paying jobs opportunities, but just, I knew I fit. I was like, this is the company that has integrity, that has the right core values, hard work, stewardship, ownership, everything that I also have. So it's like, that's it. That, that's what I want to be, you know? So that was it from here. I love that. And shout out to both of those guys because uh, Blackjack, Adam Whitney, Bill Allen, two of the best, just great people, Amazing. good guys, like everybody at Flip Hacking Live is just, uh, he's got a really cool thing there. I've, I think he really aligns people that are all on the same level. Like you said, same value, same type of people. So I love that event. I love everybody I've met from there. And those guys have been super nice to me every time I've ever talked to them. So shout out to both of them and to you. So it doesn't surprise me that you fit right in with them at all, but I think it's such an important thing. So I've, I've heard you I mean, literally, when you look at all the things people have done from just really anything inspiring, let alone just real estate, but two things that I took away from that story are one, whatever it is you did, you said, I'm going to be the best at this. And that's really the essence of like this whole podcast is I don't care whether you're making phone calls, cleaning toilets, selling houses, you bring your A game to that and people will notice that. And that's literally what happened was you went, I'm not taking this like uh, I'm just another person making cold calls. I'm going to dominate this whole thing and do my research and put the extra time in. And it showed up so much so that they literally let everybody else go. Is that something that has always been part of you and part of your personality or like, you know, where, where did that come from? Because I feel like that's the kind of thing you can't learn. You're, maybe something happens during your life that it's it's a catalyst to change that in you. But some people are just born with it and some people just are not. Mm -hmm. Well, um, excellence is one of my core values as well. Everything that I do, I have to bring value. I have to make it excellent. I feel responsible for the reputation I'm, I'm, I'm building. I feel responsible for my name, right, for everything. But I think it stems from the point just where I grew up. I mean, I grew up in, in, a, in it is actually the poorest country in Europe. You know, I hate to say it, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, growing up, I, I we struggled a lot financially. I mean, um, there were times when I, I didn't feel it because my parents were so, so good at hiding it, but they had to go ask the neighbors for some bread to feed the family, right? Because they there were times, especially, I mean, Moldova was a former Soviet Union Republic. And after the collapse of Soviet Union, all of those countries suffered financially, uh, suffered a lot. So, um, and you know what, I, I I really wanted to have a better life for myself. I guess I, even when I was growing up, uh, I remember when I was at school, um, one time I, I, I came home crying because I got a bad grade in history <laughs> because yeah. of excellence, right? I want to do everything with excellence. And my father asked me, he's like, okay, what happens? Like, I got this bad grade in history. And he said, what did you get in English? And I said, oh, the highest, like English was so easy. He's like, focus on that because that is going to be the future. Focus on English um, because if you want to have a better life, you have to have uh, knowledge of a foreign language. You can't get out of this country without, you know. Um, so that's what I focused on. And I think that's what came from, like just this idea of wanting more for my life and staying focused on what really brings um, value to the future. Probably, it's probably just the way I grew up in that, the character was built um, ever since I was a little child. I, I don't know how else to explain it, but I guess that was that. That's it, probably. 
I love that. And I, and I bet that's why so many people, like I've heard you on other podcasts, I'm sure they see that in you immediately that they're like, this person has that in them. And that's probably why you keep getting bought into these other circles and doing all the stuff you've been doing. And, you know, I, I think it's also interesting because I've heard you also talk about how where you are today over that four years, which by the way, what you've accomplished in such a short amount of time is absolutely incredible. And you have other people that, you know, they watch what you have and what you do or other guests that come on the podcast and they only see like, well, you have this great business and you have all these people and you got this whole training. But I imagine there was a million things you did wrong, said wrong, trained wrong, had to fire people, rehire people, come up with processes. Like they don't see all the failures and all the sleepless nights and all the things that it took to build where you are that you kept going. So I love hearing about that part because I don't think enough people talk about the hard stuff that it takes mm -hmm. to actually be successful. They only see, you know, the end part that they see on social media when you're coming on podcasts and talking about how great you're doing. How did you keep yourself motivated when things got tough to build out to get you where you are today? It, it really was tough. At some points, it was tough. I mean, I had panic attacks. I had to go to the ER at some point uh, because I, I, I just, I felt like everything was falling apart. I was overworked. Um, there was no weekends. Um, I woke up at five in the morning. I, I worked up until 10 p.m. probably, right? So, and then, so every single day, and I'm also a mother, right? And I have to, and I felt guilty because I, I don't spend enough time with my child. And I was, and it was just so much pressure building up. And you're absolutely right. People see the results, but they don't see all the work that goes behind it. And um, I just, I, I don't really know what what motivated me. It was probably just the idea of I worked so hard, I can't give up now. You know, I always think like this is just an this is just a hill, but it's gonna get easier from here. This is the hurdle that I have to go through, but it 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 is it can be hard all this time. And we're still, yeah, we're still um looking at data, looking at numbers, looking at the team. I have a great team on on with that works with me, and I'm so appreciative of, of them. And but we worked a lot together. You know, we have daily huddles, we have um, meetings. We we uh, I I share my vision and my passion with them, so we're all aligned and we all row in the same direction. Um, but in terms of like um, mental things that I said to myself, it's like it's just gonna get easier. Every everything is it's hard, but it, it'll get easier, and then it'll get hard again, and then it'll get easier again. It's a roller coaster, right? You can't always enjoy enjoy the highs. You you you're gonna have the lows as well. So just preparing myself mentally for that and um, just saying that that's part of being a, an entrepreneur. And I think everybody goes through that. And what you see on social media and, and that's that's not the reality. You know, the reality is there's so much work behind it and sleepless nights. Yeah, I've, I've experienced all of that, really all of that and crying and sleepless nights and mm -hmm. panic attacks and trips to the ER and you name it, you know, so... <laughs> But you did it and you made it through and that's why you are who you are and you're where you where you are. And I think that that's incredible. And I just think it's so important. And I'm always proud to connect with people that have gone through that because a lot of people quit when stuff gets hard and you obviously oh. not. So um, talking about VAs now, I think that there's, and I'm sure when you have onboarding course, which by the way, we'll, we'll talk about that, but yours was excellent. It was so helpful. It was, you, you were so kind with your time. But I think when people think of VAs, there's a stigma or like a negative feel that they have about what they do that they're just like cheap labor and like they're really like some of them, they're not smart. That's why you're paying them. But I don't think people realize that like a lot of them speak multiple languages. They have way more education, may more like there, there's so many good qualified VAs out there. And just thinking because you're charging less doesn't mean that that quality is less. So I'd love to talk about like, what is it when you first talk to people? Like I, I would imagine most people don't realize 
what a VA actually can do and the type of crop and the type of standard that you have with the VAs that you guys bring in? I always say, I always ask people, where do you think there's more talent within 20 miles, 20 miles within your office, you know, a radius or worldwide? Obviously, there's a lot of talent worldwide. You do have to search for, for that talent. And I, I understand where some of these ideas come from. Uh, for example, when people apply to work with our company as VAs, I would say maybe 95, 96% are not good enough for us, right? So, but those four or 5% that we do find, they are incredibly talented um, and motivated to do more. And yes, you are paying less, but you're thinking about from an American perspective, you're not thinking from a perspective of that country where that VA is from. Now, when I was in Moldova, I honestly, when I was there, I did not know about this possibility of working as a VA because I think I would have taken it and I would have been okay working with $5 an hour because I know that that would have made what about $800, $1,000 a month that would have been a very good income working from home uh, and and getting exposure to the American market. So I always think about it. What would I do? You know, would I have been? I definitely don't don't say uh, don't people don't pay people enough because, you know, everybody needs to make a living. But in some parts of the world, five dollars an hour goes a long way. So don't think about it from the American perspective. Again, I mean, if you look at rent, right, the rent in the U.S. is what, two thousand um, dollars? Where I'm from, it's two hundred dollars, right? So you can compare five dollars an hour here and five dollars an hour there. So um, just to give you, you know, just to give you a perspective, but there is, there are a lot of good, talented people worldwide. Just gotta find them right. I love that. So thinking about that, are there any better countries that you have found in your experience to hire from? That's a good question. I um, obviously the Philippines is very good. What I like about the Philippines is they already have that culture of working remotely. They are well accustomed to working during US time zone. Everybody knows what a VA is, what the expectations are. You need to have good technology. I think the country overall is very well prepared for that, for the role. They have good internet speed and all that. Um, also, we found Egypt to be working pretty well for us, if, especially if you're looking for a call caller. I think Egypt is more, they sound more assertive on the phone, more, I think Philippines is great, but when it comes to certain sales positions, they might be culturally, might be a little softer, right? So um, Egypt has been pretty good. Uh, Jamaica has been awesome for us as well. Jamaica, they speak native, English is their native language. There's no language barrier. Uh, price point is about the same, five, $6 an hour. Um, Latin America has been very good. Nicaragua, Costa Rica, um, Honduras, right? Colombia, Mexico. So these are, the, these are usually the countries where we outsource people from. Awesome. And now I'm sure there's a huge gamut of different things, but you know, when we're going through the, the different things, I don't think people even realize like how many things you actually can delegate out to VAs. Like when you and I talked, the amount of stuff that I was like, well, I'm looking to do these. You were like, yeah, pretty much every one of those things, you can get somebody reliable to come and take that off your plate. So I'd like to talk about what are some of the tasks that you have VAs that you see them being used for as for entrepreneurs, especially for real estate investors. And then I'd love to talk about like, when do you actually decide to delegate and how do you decide what to delegate? Oh, I love this question. I actually have a whole part of my website dedicated to this. This is the most frequently asked question. What the people say, I know I need a VA. I know I need to get things off my plate, but what do I delegate? When and how do I delegate this, right? So um, I don't know if I can say this, but if people go to hiretrainva.com slash what to delegate, you can download 100 plus tasks a VA can do for you. 
It's oh, a, it's a, and it also has video instructions with an exercise, what to delegate first. So don't get things off your plate completely. You know, it's some, some things are better to be outsourced and some things are better done by you. So that exercise walks you through um, how, to, how to determine what is what. Um, but if we talk about real estate investors, um, think about what is going to bring you money. And of course, that's lead generation, right? So cold calling, taking inbound calls, uh, bulk texting. How do you connect with the sellers? How do you connect with people that have properties to, to sell? Right? So that is the number one thing. And, and a lot of, and this is the, probably it makes a lot of sense to delegate that one. Let's say cold calling, for example, you as an entrepreneur, uh, you might not know this, but it takes a cold caller dials people eight hours a day to get one or two leads per day. Think about if you were the one doing that, how much, not wasted time, but how much time, how, how else could your time be spent? So you find this one to two leads, right? That is that it's too expensive for your time as an entrepreneur. You as an entrepreneur, you should be talking to people who are already interested. You can negotiate with them. You get the closings done and leave the, the discovery part to a virtual assistant. And a lot of virtual assistants are already trained. And by the way, we also offer training on that. Everything that comes to uh, on the phone, cold calling, inbound calls, follow-ups, acquisitions, we offer the training for that as well. So how to sound on the phone, how to find that motivation, how to understand if that prospect is a good fit for your company or not. So you as an entrepreneur, you only get to see the right people on your calendar, and then you talk to them and you close them. That is a much better use of your time, especially a lot of people that I speak with, a lot of investors, they are busy with some flipping projects, uh, with you know other things. You just don't have enough time. You, you can't afford not to hire a VA or someone to take care of your calls. And you can be distracted and not focus on bigger projects that you have that's going to bring revenue to your company. You know, so, so that is the one thing that a virtual assistant can do. Um, probably the main one that generating leads. Other than that, of course, administrative assistance, uh, drafting up contracts, um, transactions, dispositions, putting together emails, social media, bookkeeping, video editing, uh, you name it. If it can be done on a computer, it can be done by a VA. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesale, and fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com, go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure. Or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. That's outstanding. I, I love that. So, you know, pivoting now from, okay, so now I, I know I need a VA, most likely for a cold call or something to start. You know, getting things coming in, getting the phone ringing because that's, you know, you're not making money if the phone's not ringing and leads aren't coming in. Yep. So now for hiring practices, as far as like screening and interviewing and stuff, some, some stuff like that, what are some tips and tricks that you have learned over the years for things to look for to screen? Because obviously when you put yourself out there, there there's, and I think that stigma of like bad VAs comes from 
you go mm-hmm. on social media and then your inbox just gets spammed with people who are mm-hmm. like, I'm a VI, but they're basically outsourcing it to somebody to somebody. So obviously you're doing this in a lot better way. You have a lot more experience. You know how to identify the red flag. So I hear a little bit about just things to look for when interviewing or screening or trying to just sort through some of the ones that are coming in to make some quick decisions for where to keep looking and where to say this is no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's say let's take again a uh, cold calling as an example. What what do you need in a cold caller? You need someone who speaks English very well. You need someone who is reliable. You need someone who understands uh, what you're asking of them, right? So to have good communication. So what we do is when whenever we place an ad, uh, we give them specific instructions to apply, right? And we give them. I, I, I know you you probably. But uh, let us know what your favorite core value is, or let us know what, you know, we ask them a question so they know, or put this in the subject line and copy paste this exactly in the subject line. Um, when people apply, and if they did not complete that, we automatically delete those emails because we know there's just, they generically apply everywhere and uh, they're not, you know, they didn't, they're not detail oriented enough for us. Now, so that eliminates a couple of, um, a good chunk of people, I would say. Um, and then the rest, another thing that we do, we always ask, apply with an um, with an audio sample. So the first thing we do before I even look at their resume, I don't want to fall in love with a candidate from a resume, <laughs> you know, and especially because some resumes, uh, I'll be honest, some resumes are fabricated, they're not entirely true. So before I even look at the resume, I want to hear what that person sounds like. I want to hear their level of English. So that's the number one thing that we do. If they don't sound good enough, if that's if that's not the type of uh, person that I want to be on the phone representing my company, I don't even look at the resume. Again, we just delete them. We just they don't pass our qualification. Only the ones that do pass our qualification, then we look more granular into the resume. What we did, when we look at the resume, if the person stayed for companies two months here, two months there, if they're job hopping, that's a no go. You know, um, and. There are some exceptions, you know, if there's once or twice, that's okay. But if it's a, if it's a regular thing, that's, that's usually a bad sign. And uh, when we interview people, we usually ask them, hey, why did you stay with this company two months or three months? And we hear stories like, you know, there's two ways you can hire a VA. You can go with a managed uh, company that manages them for you or direct hire what we do. And a lot of the times they say, well, the managed companies they work with, they, um, they only get paid $2.5 an hour when the client is being charged 10, for example, right? So they don't feel like it's fair. That's why they want to be paid fairly like five, four or $5 an hour. That's why they go with us. And that's an okay. That's, that's, that's an, um, we can accept that excuse, but we do go granular. We ask them, why did you leave? Why did you only stay two months, three months, four months? So that's another red flag that we automatically just disqualify people. So like I said, about we disqualify probably about 96% of the people that apply. So these are the things that we look for before we invite them to an interview. At the interview, we ask them um, uh, questions again, why did you leave? But very important, if we hire a focal caller, always have a role play, always have a test. Uh, what does the person sound like on the phone? And not just what they sound like on the phone, but we give them objections that are not the easiest, but do they have the thick skin that this job requires? You know, And I don't really care about them answering it right, but I care about, are these people in control or are they easily intimidated by some sellers? Because some sellers can be very intimidating. So these are the things we look at, the role play, the interview, and just the whole you know, pre, pre-interview process. 
I was smiling when you said the thing about putting, hey, what's your core value or put this on there? Because I love stuff like that. I think that that's so important. I don't I don't hear enough people say that. So I was so happy you brought that up because yeah. it is true. Like, especially like when you're looking for somebody, to me, it's about the details. I think that's where people worry about, well, the VA can't do it as good as I can. And it's those little things that you do that are important to you that most people might miss. So if you're looking for somebody who's going to pay attention to your details and literally watch your dollars and pennies, and then they miss that detail in the very first email, I agree. Like it's such an easy way to say, like you get five or six people out of 200 that go, my favorite core value is like bringing excellence to everything, or here's this. It's like, okay, now I can narrow it down to these five or six people that obviously do pay attention to detail. And it starts to cut that curve a lot. So I, I think that that is at the very bare minimum, the most important thing when you're looking for somebody who is going to work out long-term, like that right off the bat is such a key thing. So thank you for sharing that. I thought that that was absolutely free and awesome. Thank you. Can I say one more thing about core values? Another thing that we add in our ad is the core values. Like this is what we stand for. If, if it is, doesn't resonate with you, do not apply. You will not be successful in this job. So we bring value. We have integrity there. So there's no room for cheating on the hours or, you know, or just, you know, working multiple jobs. If this is not you, do not apply. And, and let us know what is your favorite core value as well. So yeah, that's another way to eliminate the candidates that wouldn't be a good fit for your company. So you just put up another great point that I actually forgot about. So another thing people worry about is, well, how do I know if I hire this person in the Philippines or Egypt, like that they're not just logging on and like charging me for all these hours that they're actually not working. And I don't know there's a lot of ways to do it, but what are some of your best ways to monitor um, what they're doing and making sure that they're actually being accountable for the hours that they're billing for? Yes. So we have it in our contract with the VAs that uh, you will be submitting the hours. Uh, we, we pay our VAs every two weeks on the 15th and the last day of the month. So you will be, you will submit the hours, but it doesn't mean that you will be paid on those hours unless we uh, we approve them, right? So we do have uh, hubstaff.com will be used. There's a lot of other websites like TimeDoc that you can use. We use Hubstaff personally. And what I like about it is it, it, it takes screenshots every 10 minutes of what the VA is doing. And it also monitors how much they're moving the mouse during that time or the keyboard. And there's another red flag. We we had a, um, a, a, a VA at some point. She was pretty good skill-wise, but when I checked the hours on Hubstaff, there were, you know, the screenshots, the screenshots stay the same throughout the time, but it, it looked like she moved the mouse 99% of the time or 100% of the time for a period of two hours, which is not realistic. That means there's no break, right? So clearly there are some programs out there that some VAs can use to make it look like, you know, it's, a, it's auto clicker or whatever it's called. I don't even know that, right? But you do have to pay attention to that. Clearly that is in violation of our core value of integrity. I said, I'm sorry, but that's not gonna work out for us. And um, she was let go, needless to say. So that is one way that we, we check. And of course, for those hours, she was not, uh, she was not paid. Um, so there are a couple of ways you can go about it. Um, let, depending on what you're hiring for, let's say you're hiring for social media, I would work some creative work. I would actually recommend maybe paying per project or per batch of products. For example, hey, for 10 reels and for an edit, this is how much you will get paid. I don't need to monitor your work, but this is the standards I'm expecting. And as soon as you turn them in, hopefully, you know, give them a deadline. Yeah, that's when you get paid. So that's one way to ensure that, again, that's for work, for that kind of work. For cold calling or for taking inbound calls, um, monitoring the screen, I think, is very important. And not just because of um, um, to make sure they work for you, but also to make sure 
your leads are being treated right to make sure they're not being you know again it's, it goes about integrity to make sure your leads are not being sold to a competitor or you know just just monitor the screen and if uh, we have VAs who are not okay with this like oh I don't like I don't want to be monitored you're not a fit then you know because when I worked uh, I my mon my screen was monitored and if you have to do something personal like check your bank account or whatever it is just log off and then it doesn't take any screenshots right and then log back on uh, but basically, if you're working for this company, you we have a very strict policy against moonlighting. We don't want people to work for another company as well. We want to build brand loyalty. We want to be we want that person to grow with the company that they're hired for. So that's one way to do it. That's outstanding. And I got to assume like this in, in my experience, some of the times where you are when you're starting to wonder, like, hey, is this person actually even doing anything? When you get those hourly or daily reports and the KPIs, now you see leads aren't coming in or, you know, like there's, it, it's a big picture, you know what I mean? Yes. So it allows you to look at one thing. And the, so, I mean, because if somebody's like not reporting hours, but they're only doing an hour a day, but they're giving you five good leads a day, you almost don't care. It's really the other way. So like you you will, as you pay attention to it, I think it's it's just a piece of the puzzle. So um, talking about that, you brought up another really good point that I've always very much hired hourly. Mm -hmm. um, and based on um, not really like any sort of commitment to full-time or part-time, let's just give you these. And um, I'd love to hear your opinion because the people I'm talking to that are doing better with their VAs and getting more, like you said, loyalty and they're keeping them, they are at least committing to like X amount of hours a month or X amount of hours a week at the minimum part-time. So they don't have to go moonlight or do three or four different tasks for three or four other, you know, they're cold calling for you and all your competitors at the same time type of thing. So um, what is your opinion on what works best for like hiring full-time, part-time, hourly, as far as like cold calling, closing acquisitions, that type of stuff? I definitely think hiring full time is the best option. If a VA has um, uh, has available time, he or she will be looking for a job elsewhere. And for me, loyalty is very important. And and you know what it's like serving two masters is it, it's not going to work. So um, if you can hire and for cold calling, let's be honest, for cold calling, you can definitely keep a VA busy for eight hours. Oh, right, yeah. because that's if you have a big list, or um, even if you nurture call, calling calling people one by one, this is definitely something that can take eight hours a day. The idea is um, maybe show the VA a. I mean, we're all people, right? We all have the same needs. We all, all want a place where we belong, and we all want to see growth. And I always tell the VAs like, if you're if you're just working for different companies, you will always be chasing the next dollar. But what you want to do is you want to grow, stay with one company, be promoted, grow with that one company, build your network. You will get, get so much more out of that relationship with one good company than uh, you know working with multiple companies. And so hiring full-time is a good option. And um, part-time, it depends. If it's a good reason, it, well, some, some companies, some uh, positions can be okay as part-time. So let's say bookkeepers, right? Bookkeepers, they can manage the books for multiple companies. Uh, we hired bookkeepers for, and a couple of companies share the same book, uh, bookkeeper. So that makes sense. But when it comes to cold calling and something that really focuses on, on your brand, um, full-time, definitely, all the way. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I know there was two things I heard you bring up that I felt really interesting. There was two qualities that you were looking for in people that you were onboarding. One of them, I believe, was emotional intelligence. Yes. I think the other one, I'll, I'll let you say, but what are the two qualities that you look for? Because I, I thought that those are extremely relevant and important that not enough, I've never heard anybody else bring that up as something to consider. And I think it's, it makes a huge difference to probably why you're successful. 
emotional intelligence, absolutely. The way you connect with people. VAs have accents. I have an accent. I'm aware of that, right? I still have traces of my Eastern European accent. And uh, I remember when I was uh, hired, uh, Bill Allen was actually a little hesitant to bring me on board because I don't sound like a Southerner, right? And our <laughs> markets were Florida, Tennessee. So, uh, but honestly, this has never been an issue. It's, it, does, it's, it doesn't matter how you sound, it matters how you connect with people and how you can listen to their stories and how you can bring value and how you can uh, solve their problems. So emotional intelligence is number one thing. A lot of people are, uh, think that it's the accent. It's, it's, it's not that important, really. So um, yes, emotional intelligence. And the second one is integrity. Just be loyal, uh, do what you're supposed to be doing, even when no one's watching. Uh, bring value, um, be an asset, be, become, I mean, no one is irreplaceable, but be, be very hard to replace, to be replaced. So have integrity and bring your A game. I love that. Exactly. There you go. Full circle. I love it. Well played. That's good stuff. That's right. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. <laughs> so one of the last things I want to talk about before we get into hiretrainva.com, um, the scripts. So I love what I've heard you say about this because I talk to people all the time. They're like, well, hey, can't you just give me a script? And to me, I, I don't love scripts. I, I get it. You it's it's a great starting point, but at mm -hmm. some point, I'm a big believer in you you have to be able to abandon the script and understand the principles of how you extract pain and how you connect. Because if you don't have that, you and I could say the same thing and my personality and your personality might be different. It, it's not going to come across as sincere and people are going to feel that. So like, yes, scripts so you can understand like a sequence or the points that you're supposed to hit. But once you get that, I really feel that you need to adapt that into your own style, your own personality. You, you really develop your own stuff because that's where it becomes natural and that's where you can relax and be yourself. And I think people are going to see that. So also with like the scripts, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to sellers or real estate agents or lenders and they go, yeah, we got like 600 of these because somebody just gave out a script to everybody. The second they come in, we just delete the email or we throw the thing away. So it actually loses credibility as much as people think they want the script. I don't think they do. So I'd love for you to talk more about that because I've heard you say some, some similar stuff. Yeah. I always say one thing. I like scripts, but I don't love them. And you're right. They are a good starting point. They're a good guide. I have scripts for every possibility. I have scripts for follow-ups, for incoming calls, for cold calling. Good scripts, right? Like they're really good. So you could take them, you could use them, but it's not enough. If you're starting out, maybe use a script, but it's not enough. The most powerful thing that I learned in sales is using the prospect's own words to build a conversation around that. So, for example, a lot of the times in the script, right, when we ask about the price point, that wouldn't be in the in the beginning of the script, right? Because that's like that's that's not a safe question. That's a that's a question that people would give you a lot of pushback on, right? So in the script, you would see like us warming up the prospect a little bit, and hey, after you build trust, you ask them, hey, how much would you like to get for this for for this property? But there are exceptions to it. What if at the beginning the seller says something like, oh, are you one of those companies that are going to lowball me because I'm tired of getting these low offers? This is the time to ask, hey, you know what? I mean, I would love to know what a low offer is to you. Like, what do you mean by lowballing? What is it? What, what have you been getting? Oh, I've been getting 100,000. Okay, and how much were you expecting to get? 150. Did they justify why they couldn't give you 150? I mean, what did they say? Does that... Does that mean the house needs some work, right? So you use the seller's own words to build a rapport and they feel understood 
because that's their concern right now. I don't want a low offer. So if you're thinking in your mind that, oh no, that's not part of the script, that's not a safe question, I shouldn't be asking it now, you're missing out on a good opportunity, right? Because what, you, what your goal is, is to uh, let the prospects guard down, to make them feel understood and build rapport. And the order of those questions, they can change from every situation is different. Every conversation is different. So that's why I say that I don't love scripts because it makes you sound robotic. A lot of the times when I do call analysis of the VAs and we do that with the VAs that we hire and train, um, I hear a lot of the, it sounds like a Q&A. And that's a, one of yeah. the main things that I say, it sounds like a Q&A. When you, when you hear a, a pain point, stop, dig deeper, understand their situation. People want to tell you what's going on in their life give them that opportunity. You know, they want to vent. They want to tell you about their bad tenants, how they destroy the property. Don't just say, oh, okay, so is the roof in good shape, right? So what do you mean they destroy the property? I, ca I can't believe that. Who would do that? You know, I hear horror stories from other people and then connect on that pain point. So if you have a, if you follow just the script verbatim, um, you sound just like any other cold caller who, who's calling them. You, you don't just so much great info that I hope people appreciate the takeaways from there because just that kind of stuff alone, like I talked about the principles, but once they give you the pain, because it's like, well, they said this, yeah, but then you went to C and you could have literally like B was your shot. You missed your shot because you were too busy following the script instead mm -hmm. of seeing that you had your opening. So I'm so happy you said that. I think that that's incredible. And you guys yeah. definitely, that was a huge takeaway there. So one of the last things I want to ask before we kind of get into your stuff is you've worked with so many investors now over the years. You've been around on so many big stages, around so many successful people. And I'm sure you see a bunch of them that start the business and do great. And a bunch of them that start the business and then just disappear and fall by the wayside. Where are you seeing most investors starting out right now are kind of stumbling or failing or quitting? Like, is there a common kind of place or theme or, you know, it's just somewhere in that whole process of, you know, acquisitions to dispositions that you're really seeing where things get gummed up and tough? Yeah, I mean, we can't ignore what's happening in the market right now, right, to begin with. And I see a lot of people maybe giving up. Um, so here's, here's the thing. A lot of people, when the market was good, they said, I'm going to get into real estate when, when it cools off a little bit. And now that it's cool off, it's like, oh, no, it's too risky to get into it. <laughs> I, I, I think it's it's all about just uh, being being consistent and, uh, you know, going through, riding through the storm and, and getting out of it and just, yeah, just being consistent. And if you don't want to spend money now, a lot of money now in, in finding people, VA is a good option. They, you can literally hire someone for $5 an hour, right? So it's, it's, it minimizes your risk. But what I've seen most successful people do is, people that I work with is um, they're being consistent, one. They don't treat their uh, VAs or their uh, as freelancers. They treat them as employees, as an integral part of their company. Um, invest in them, invest in their training, share your culture with them. So when everybody rows in the same direction, it makes a difference. It's easier to weather the storm, right? As opposed to when everybody's just like scattered or panicking or when people panic, they start looking for other jobs, which means you are losing momentum and losing credibility and you don't, you, you can't, you can't be as successful. So this is what I've seen. And I, we, um, we train VAs every week. And one of the questions that we ask is, uh, how many contracts did you get this week? Would we'll share some good news with you. And every single week, even in this market, we have people closing contracts every single week. 
so we ask how many contracts you got or um, do you have any good leads in the pipeline? And if not, then what's happening? Obviously around Christmas was a little slower with the leads, but they still closed contracts from a month ago or, or you know, something like that. So, so we go over this stuff and, and I'm analyzing these successful companies and that's what they do. They train their people, they share their vision, they're being consistent and they're optimistic. You know, real estate is a long-term game. You'll come back, the market will come back. So. I love that. Such great info. So now talking all things HiredTrainVA.com. So how, how did this come about? Like talk a little bit about how it developed, how you built it, what it is, what you guys do, all, all, all things talking about the company. Yeah. I always say that the best things in my life, they find me. <laughs> somehow <laughs> somehow they find me. I mean, even the job at Blackjack, right? I applied to so many and uh, this job just, I, I, you know, if, that's, that's kind of like going into a different story. But when I applied, I wasn't sure I was going to get selected because I didn't have any real estate experience. Ah, sure, I'll apply. That's what I said. What what can happen, right? They'll say no to me. And uh, it, I think it found me. Like, they gave me a chance. The same thing happened with higher trained VA. Because I built this uh, credibility with real estate investors, a lot of people approached me and said, hey, can you teach my team? Can you train my team on everything that you know? And I did some consulting for a while, but it just wasn't, um, I, I got a lot of requests and I wasn't able to keep up with that. And I said, you know what? I can do it myself, but I can find other people like me and I can train them and they can be your dedicated person. So that's kind of how the idea came just from, from people requesting my, um, people wanted me to share my knowledge with their teams. So like, I'm, I'm not American myself. Uh, I can find other people from different countries. I can train. If I can do it, everyone can do it, right? There's probably there are people that are more talented than me worldwide. So uh, I'll, I'll just show them what I, what I know and give them this opportunity. So that's how it started. Uh, it kind of started as a, you know, just for one person, for two people, for three people. And then we saw results. We saw people getting... Um, getting good momentum in their business with virtual assistants. And I said, you know what? I think we can expand. We can scale. We can offer this to more people. So that that's how it started, the company. That's awesome. It now, what has it grown into today? Kind of what, how many, like, what do you guys do? I know there's a lot more tasks and stuff like that with the, with the link that you gave. But so let's say I'm starting out right now. I'm a real estate investor. I have an onboarding call with you, which um, we'll have links in the show notes. They start out like, what is the process like? You know, what do what do you look for? How do you start to build this out? Like, what, what does that whole thing look like for a real estate investor? Yeah. So book a call with us. Let us have a conversation. I, I'm still taking calls now. I am uh, currently pregnant. I'm due in one month. So <laughs> thank you. So hope I think in one month, maybe someone else in the team will be able to take those uh, calls. But so far, you know, I'm, I'm still... as as much as I can, I will be taking um, these calls because I want to know, we want to know what it is that you're looking for. What is what does your business need? Um, how, um, um, how can a VA help you? And a lot of the times, you know, I, I, I like to be completely honest with people. I said, you know what, my service is not the best option for you. Maybe there's something else out there. But if we are a good fit, uh, then uh, again, just by learning of what you need, then what we do is uh, we will we have an account manager on our team who will take care of you. you remember when I said the four five percent of the VAs that are good enough for us, we put them on a draft board and we I can actually show you that on a Zoom call, uh, a couple of candidates, see if you like the caliber of people that we have. You can see the resume, you can see the interview with us, you can see the role play, how much they want to be paid per hour, right? 
So we actually give you access to this list of, of really, really selected VAs. If you work together, you will have access to that. But also you'll have an account manager from my team who will give you suggestions based on the notes that I took from our conversation. And you can interview them uh, as many times, you know, you can interview as many people as you want. We want to make sure that you have uh, the right person in our company. Uh, typically, we fulfill a position within, our goal is to fulfill a position in seven days. We typically do it in five days. Because nice. again, we have that pipeline of really good people. And uh, we have a, a strong network in every, so we don't just run ads, but we also have a network in every country that we work with. Uh, we have um, some some boots on the ground who can help us there, right, recruit. So, um, so yeah, we usually fulfill a position in five days. That's awesome. So now once they hire there, there's options to for you guys to do trainings and things like that, right, as well? Yes, yes. Depending for what position, for example, if it's a, a bookkeeper or something, we don't train them on that, right? But if I know that if I've done the position myself, I feel responsible for training them right. So yes, we do have a a, a thirty day training program, uh, and uh, a lot of the times people ask me, "Well, we like the program. Can we extend it for more than thirty days?" So we do have a continuous coaching program afterwards, right? It all comes from people's suggestions and, and what they want. But yes, we train them on uh, sales strategies, on cold calling, uh, being on the phone, objection handling like a pro. I mean, when, when it comes to objections, like I said, I don't care about the scripts as much, but when it comes to objections, you can't have a shaky hand. You have to know, you have to sound like an expert. You have to be an authority, right? And not be, don't shy away from objections. You have to know how to handle them because objections are a good sign. So we, we teach them how to handle objections, sales strategies. Um, we do role plays. We have call analysis. We share best practices. And we have some really, really talented people in, in our trainings. So we also do call analysis. And uh, we will also give, uh, give the VA a KPI tracker. And we'll monitor their performance for uh, the company. So the company will get weekly reports on how the VA is performing. If the performance is going lower or if it's, if it's increasing, and that gives us the ability to go to the company and say, hey, I, we notice the performance is going lower. Um, maybe the list is exhausted. Maybe your numbers are flagged as spam. Let's look into that. My team is so invested in your company's success that you know we can have one-on-one -on -one coaching with the VAs. Like, hey, what's going on? Why, why are you not hitting the metrics? We will get in touch with you and see what the root of the problem is. So it's just so much that goes into, you know, into how we train and how we keep the VAs accountable. And it's not just me, like I'm very, very lucky to have a very dedicated team of virtual assistants. And I hope everyone has as good of experience with their VAs as, as I do, because it's, it's, a, it's a great team, it really is. Well, I think a key point that comes down to is people think I'm going to hire an assistant, I'm going to hire a VA, a virtual assistant, whatever type of assistant is, and they're going to immediately get all their time back. And I don't think that they realize that it takes a lot of time. Like I learned that the hard way that it was like, well, I don't just get 40 hours a week back. I'm actually going to have to work double for the first two or three months to train this person on my personality, my process and all those things. And I think what you do is you allow that change to happen a lot faster and, and, us, and us as investors to get our time back quicker because you're the one who's already put the time into training them so that to me is just worth every penny of finding somebody like you who actually has been in that spot knows the drill as a real estate investor and knows what we need as entrepreneurs because you've been in that seat so the the benefits that you bring with your experience and prior training i don't think people understand until they've done it how you're literally saving months 
of probably yeah. two or three other people that they're going to have to go through. So I appreciate that you're out there doing that. I think it's it's a massive value that I'm definitely going to be taking advantage of. And I think everybody should as well. And um, last, last question before I let you go, I appreciate you've been so great with your time. But as far as some of the other stuff you guys offer, I know you do cold calling, but do you also have people that help out with texting? Because I know text campaigns are, are very popular right now. And I was just having a conversation with my buddy. Shout out to uh, one of New York's finest real estate agents, Ally Quinta. Um, but we were talking about bots. And um, I was like, you know, I'd be interested to see just what the the difference would be cost-effective wise between having like a VA kind of run your chats versus like paying for like a bot program or something that does it. So um, two questions. One, do you have people that do that type of stuff with texting and chats for like through your website? And then two, do you also help or work with a lot of real estate agents and brokers as well as investors? Yes, we work with a lot of real estate agents and, and brokers. So yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. Yes, absolutely. We have a program for them as well. Uh, just the, the script is different. The motivation is different, right? They, they, it's not as much stress property. So the approach is different. And uh, when it comes to chats and texting, yes, absolutely. Basically, what we do is you let us know what your company needs and we will find that person for you. But it has to make sense. A lot of, not a lot, but sometimes people come with um, maybe unrealistic expectations. They want somebody who is a, um, somebody to do bookkeeping and do cold calling and do social media and do transactions, right? The same for, I said, well, there are some tasks you can combine, but there are some tasks you can combine. For example, a bookkeeper and a cold caller, these are two different personalities. One, as a cold caller or someone on the phone, you have to have, you, you have to like to speak to people on the phone. You have to be more social. Bookkeepers are typically more introverted. That's not the same personality. And we do run personality tests before we, you know, when we hire, that's, that's another thing we do. We run personality tests. So um, yeah, but uh, as long as some, some of these tasks can, can be combined, AVA is a great tool. And, and most of them, they do want to work more hours because they get paper hours. So if you don't have enough uh, enough um, work to do on uh, on chatbots, then um, they can do something else. They can uh, they can upload your your uh, uh, invoices, for example. Or they can organize your files or something else, right? But that's that would be just one thing that I would have to mention is like um, don't expect the VA to be a, a jack of all trades. They can be in some, you know, in some tasks, but um, be uh, realistic with your expectations as well. That's such great information. I love it. So real estate investors, um, guys that are just looking to expand their business through things like cold calling or getting some sort of lead generation for whatever the business is, real estate agents, real estate brokers, entrepreneurs of all shapes and sizes, yes. they are looking to connect with you at HireTrainVA.com to figure out how you guys can work together, what sources you can help generate leads for their business. What are the best ways to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. The best way is go to go to our website, HireTrainVA.com. And it's very easy to remember. That's exactly what we do. We hire and we train VAs, right? So hiretrainva.com. Uh, book a call with us. Um, ask us any questions. Um, get get on a call. I, I mean, Facebook probably also would be a good way to connect with me, but I'm not that active. I, I need to be more active. <laughs> I would probably say just book a call and let's have a conversation because I really want to understand your business uh, much better and uh, see how, how we can be a good fit and if we can bring value to you. We don't hire people just for real estate. Uh, we hire people for other industries as well, medical, trucking industry. We actually found really, really good VAs as dispatchers for trucking industries. So whatever it is that you need, let us know and we will find the, we, you know, we'll find those people. But in terms of training, uh, yeah, training right now is just in real estate because that's that's my experience. 
That's awesome. I love that stuff. Um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, any of those other things? Can they? Are you active on those? Uh, Instagram, yeah. Valentina Brega is just my just my name. Uh, Instagram. We're actually one of my goals for 2023 is being more active on social media. I definitely understand the importance of that, and I will be getting a very good VA to help me with that. So, <laughs> of course. So, um, yeah, definitely that that's a good a good way to connect with me now, but especially in the future, in the next come couple of months. Well, I will put your social media handles and of course, um, the site for the task for the VAs that you gave and as well as your, just a link directly to your site for your onboarding call in our show notes, definitely check that out. And I'll put an affiliate link on our website to it anytime. So anybody that wants to connect with you, you definitely have my stamp of approval. I vouch for you. I know Adam Whitney and Bill Allen do, and you're not going to get a better seal of approval from those guys. So I can put you a friend of a show. You've been awesome the whole time since the first time I've ever talked to you, I've been watching your stuff. I'm very inspired by your backstory and everything you're doing. And I think you're going to keep kicking butt and taking names. I hope your family and everybody is safe with everything that's going on there. And I'm very excited for you to have a new baby and bring another new uh, future real estate rock star into the world. So congratulations on that. I'm sure, sure it's going to be great. Um, you bring your A-games to everything you do in this interview has been no different. What final thoughts do you have before I let you go for the day? I, I, my final thoughts is, you know, just uh, be consistent, uh, bring your A game always. And um, I want to make sure that I bring value and I wanted to, I hope that I did bring value to your listeners. And if anyone is interested in, in learning more about how to get a VA on their own, I can help with that as well. Or if they want to use my services, we, I, we can offer 10% discount with the um, uh, code. So if anyone is interested, that that's pr- another thing that I wanted to um to bring here there's no excuse not to bring someone on board because you can't grow on your own you, your business only grows as much as you are growing and you will be stuck in routine tasks unless you're letting to let go of the vine uh, trust other people to take care of that so you can focus on growing your business and scaling your business so i want to make it easier with anything tips tricks uh, advice um and i hope that i i brought some good content here and people liked it. I think you bought the house then. I thought you gave great content and I think what you do is excellent. And I think you deliver the message like an absolute pro. So I appreciate you having on, having, uh, coming on and I appreciate you being so patient with me co- constantly harassing you to come on for the last few months. So you, you've you been great. And I you've loved it. A breath of fresh air on this. You're welcome back <laughs> anytime. And I look forward to working with you in 2023. Valentina Brega, ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic day. A-game podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Have a good one. So what's it be?